Welcome. Welcome to the AV Forums Podcast Extra, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome to the first monthly AV Forums Podcast Extra. I'm joined by Steve Weathers and we're going to give you a rundown of the best news and reviews here at AV Forums. This will be a regular end-of-month podcast and published on the 28th of each month. Don't forget, you can leave us some of your feedback in the podcast forum or you can email us at podcast at avforums.com. So let's kick off with the biggest news of the month. You're listening to the AV Forums Podcast Extra. Audio-visual news. So, Steve, uh, no prizes for guessing what's generating the most interest on the forums at the moment. That has to be the Star Wars Complete Saga Blu-rays. Did you get your discs? Yeah, I did, Phil. Definitely day one. Got my discs. And I've got to say, overall, uh, a bit disappointed, to be honest. I thought the extras were very mediocre. uh, And the picture quality, frankly, could have been better. They were using transfers from 2004. uh, And um, seven years is a long time in the transfer industry. And and I think they should have done uh, new prints and new transfers. But overall, it looks like on the forums, people are generally quite happy with the um, with the pitch quality and sound ticket sound quality. But I think a lot of people are, are finding there are some compatibility issues with their uh, with their players, and also a lot of people are complaining about the quality of the extras. And, and I think that's a valid point, to be honest. I think you made the point yourself that um, particularly on the ninth disc, those extras really aren't worth um, worth bothering about, to be honest. No, they're not. Uh, really disappointing because previous DVD releases and so on, you had you know some really really good documentaries on there which did take you behind the scenes which did uh, let you see how things were put together and yes it's nice having the original documentaries from uh, you know the 70s and 80s for the original trilogy but they're really dated in 4x3 format and you know with with the the legions of stuff the must have for behind the scenes it's really disappointing what they've what they've given us I mean, who's interested in the the 501st Volunteer Stormtroopers? I mean, yeah. Only people that are in it, I assume. It it was interesting-ish, but, you know, I would much rather have seen some original footage from, you know, the archives. Do we need an hour and a half of of Star Wars parodies? No, I don't, frankly, not on a Star Wars disc. Yeah, Yeah, definitely a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Uh, And it's a shame, really, because, uh, I I don't know if you've seen, but the sales numbers, it's the biggest selling uh, catalogue Blu-ray ever. So, uh, Clearly, the mom was there, but uh, I think the package itself was a bit wanting. Of course, the uh, the thing here is that we're going to get the definitive box set in two years' time, aren't we? Uh, you know, he's just going to keep bringing these things out. So also, don't forget, um, we have the Movies Podcast coming up on the 7th of October, and we're dedicating uh, the whole podcast to these Star Wars Blu-rays. So don't forget that, 7th of October for the Movies Podcast. And moving on. Uh, for those of you who were paying attention to our coverage of IFA last month, uh, there was an absolute glut of projector news uh, in the last couple of weeks. And uh, I guess, Steve, we got to start with uh, Optoma uh, and their budget 1080p 3D projector. Yeah, they've released the HD33, which has got a price tag of uh, about £1,350. And uh, hopefully at that kind of price point, it should attempt some people to dip their toes into the world of big screen 3D at home. Optoma are claiming it's got a 500 to 1 ANSI contrast ratio and uh, 1,800 um, ANSI lumens brightness. Now, it's good to see that they're using ANSI contrast ratio in the numbers rather than the slightly more spurious and frankly meaningless, you know, on-off contrast ratio that most manufacturers use. Uh, and I think from previous reviews, we found their numbers to be reasonably close to reality. So that's that's interesting. Obviously, there's other projectors they've launched as well. There's the theme scene 3D projector, the HD 
83. That's going to be a bit more expensive, uh, about £2,400, and is probably aimed more at the sort of film enthusiast rather than the slightly cheaper HD33. Yeah, looking at the Optomas, I mean, the HD33, it's a, it's a bit of an all-rounder, probably one which is going to suit uh, those who like to do TV and gaming as well as watching the odd film, whereas the theme scene is the their home theatre projector, the HD83. Looking forward to that. We have reviewed you know, previous Optoma projectors. They've always performed well at the price. So looking forward to that one. And straight after the Optoma announcement, we, we also heard about the Sony VPL VW1000ES 3D projector, which is going to have a native resolution of 4K. And um, obviously, that's a, a tad more expensive than the Optoma. I mean, the best guesses are around about uh, the £20,000 mark. So this is clearly aimed at the installer market, but it is the first 4K projector aimed at consumers. Yeah, obviously, we've seen uh, we've seen some 4K projectors, professional-grade 4K projectors before, and they've been incredibly impressive. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting to, when we get one in for review to see how, uh, how Sony's uh, VW1000 4K projector performs uh, in the home environment. But definitely, uh, you know, I think that's the first step among the, produ- among the manufacturers, but we'll see more coming online over the next year or so in terms of 4K panels. And um, I guess the question then becomes whether there's any content for it, really. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the, the big thing is is content. Uh, the 4K projectors I've seen in the past have been demonstrations which have run off pretty large hard drives just because of the bandwidth of native 4K material. I think it was NHK uh, material that I saw with the JVCs at IFA and really impressive. But again, you know, it comes down to with this technology, we're going to need new playback devices and so on. This is a subject we covered in the Home Cinema podcast uh, back in the 21st of this month. So if people are interested in the whole 4K thing, um, then go and check out the Home Cinema podcast. We go into it in some detail. And we also go into detail, uh, or some detail, with the new JVCs, the X30, X70 and X90 3D projectors. All of them announced at Syria US this year. All three are 1080p with 3D capability and lens memory as well as uh, anamorphic stretch for 3D. But Steve, the big thing here, JVC's E-Shift. Yeah, and once again, we talk about this at some length in the podcast, but basically it looks like E-Shift is, is what they call 4K scaling for a 1080p projector. Uh, and um, and I think there may be a sort of bit of marketing uh, uh, jargon going on here in terms of 4K scaling. But, um, I mean, obviously we haven't seen them in action yet, so we'll hold judgment until we do. And we will actually be seeing them, won't we, Phil, on the uh, 5th of October, getting an exclusive look at the new JVC projectors. Uh, so look for look for a video report from that very soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this technology uh, in person. Still a bit sceptical about it. I think it's, well, I don't think, I think we know it. it it's a marketing uh, thing with JVC. So let's just wait and see, hold judgment until we actually see the images. But I, I noticed that, that at least one uh, European website out there had, had a look at these at IFA and had some screenshots and they looked rather soft. But we'll hold judgment. We'll go and see them on the 5th of October and obviously... Uh, there will be a video report there. We'll get Stephen Carter in front of the video camera and we'll give him hell. <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, as far as projectors are concerned, we had an announcement from Sim2 who weighed in with uh, a staggering 10 new projectors in their lineup. It's been a quite busy year for the Italian manufacturer, actually, because uh, they're celebrating their 15th anniversary. And as a result of that, they've decided to release 15 new projectors in 2011. Now, heading up this announcement is the new Nero, the Nero 1, which is a single chip DLP projector. And it'll offer customer four different choices. Um, there's a 3D option, 
as a high brightness option, as a high contrast option, and also a 2.35 to 1 aspect ratio option. Now, Phil, we saw a 2.35 to 1 aspect ratio projector at Cedia last year, and I have to say that it's the, the performance is very much dependent upon the quality of the scaling, isn't it? Uh, very much so. That was a projection design model that we looked at, and I uh, have to say that the scaling was, was truly awful. Um, of course, it was a show floor, so it's, it's pretty impossible to get, uh, you know, the real best performance out of these units that they're only set up for demos but it didn't look particularly good however sim 2 uh, certainly do have a good reputation for the scaling on board and so they should because all these models start at around about thirteen thousand pounds so for that money you expect the video processing engines in the projectors to be first class and uh, i think we've been more than happy in the past steve with the the quality on offer absolutely phil i, I reviewed the um sim 2 3D Solo, uh, the Lumis 3D Solo uh, about two months ago, and uh, the scaling, and that was absolutely superb, first class. So, so I, I, you know, obviously, hopefully, we'll get a chance to take a look at one soon and tell you ourselves. And in fact, I should be getting the Nero 1 3D version in for review within the next two weeks or so. So uh, hopefully look out for a written review and a video review of that product in the near future. Another product you've just had in for a review, the LW980T from LG. It's their Nano TV, probably the worst kept secret at this year's IFA show uh, was the fact that this TV was coming along. I mean, we saw it at IFA last year when it was an active 3D TV. We also saw it at CES back in January when it was an active 3D TV, but it wasn't released because they've held back and waited to put their cinema 3D system, which is passive 3D, onto this TV before releasing it. So it's arrived for review. You've had a couple of days uh, to look at it, Steve. What's your initial impressions? I've got to say, my initial impressions are very good. As you say, Phil, it's been a long time coming. I mean, uh, as you say, well over a year we've, we've been waiting for this TV. And the reason that uh, they developed nanotechnology originally was because LG released the 9900 and the 8900, both of which had full LED backlights. Um, but there was some issues with banding because of the proximity of the backlights to the actual panel. Um, the idea behind the nano is to place a film between the two, which diffuses the light and therefore uh, eliminates the banding. And uh, I can certainly say I've had it 24 hours now. And so far, watching material, the banding issue has definitely been eliminated. So that, that's a result. And um, and so far, a very pleasant picture. Really good. Very impressed with it. Uh, obviously, we haven't done any full testing yet. But uh, it, so, you know, first impressions are very good. And as you say, they've uh, abandoned Active Shutter on this display and, and obviously included a, the Cinema 3D, which has been getting pretty good um, you know, consumer and um, reviewer response uh, in the marketplace. I, I'm quite a big fan of uh, Passive 3D, I have to say, and I've done a bit of testing with it on with some 3D Blu-rays, and it looks great. So uh, overall, first impressions, very good. Okay, so uh, I guess by the time this podcast is posted, we should have a video review and the full written review up on the site. So look out for that, avforums.com. And uh, finally, in non-projector news, THX finally announced uh, some new partners for their Media Director project, uh, which also gives some silicon solutions and HDMI protocol testings and so on. Steve, a lot of confusion about this technology. It's taken years for it to come to market. Uh, it's still not quite here, uh, although we hope to see some product uh, before the end of the year uh, with uh, Media Director. And uh, obviously the previously mentioned Star Wars discs are the first to be encoded uh, with the data. Now, this works 
in the following way the data is on the disc it's metadata the media director display reads that data and then sets the tv up uh, appropriately for the type of material so if it's a film it'll put it in the thx mode if it's a, a game it'll put it in the gaming mode if it's cyber side 3d it'll switch the, the the tv to cyber side mode not aimed at the enthusiasts more at the general market that's right phil i mean it's a simple concept the idea is to make uh make it easy for the average uh, consumer to use their products. You know, if you put a DVD or a Blu-ray into a player, you press play, you know, the TV's at the correct ratio. Um, you know, if it's 3D, it's, you know, it's being displayed correctly. It just simplifies the whole process. That's the concept. But as you say, it's been taking an incredibly long time for them to actually bring this to market. I mean, we interviewed THX about this back in January at CES, back at uh, CDL last September. But hopefully it looks like they're starting to, you know, roll out more partners. And as you say, the Star Wars Blu-rays did have uh, media director metadata included them although i have read on on various threads that that may be one of the reasons why people have been having compatibility issues with some of their players so still might be some um, some problems to iron out there so that's the av news for this month's podcast extract we'll be back in a few seconds to discuss the most popular topics on the forums for up to the minute av discussion and hardware reviews visit avforums.com the av forums podcast extra extra so, Steve, looking at the most popular threads on the forums this month, and it seems to be that aside from uh, the Star Wars release, uh, the next biggest thread is about the Samsung D6900 Plasma. Seems to be a large influx of ex-LCD owners finally finding a plasma that suits them. And it's it's quite a bargain. You get two pairs of glasses. Mark's given it a, a very positive review where it got best buy badge. And price-wise, it, it's well under £1,000. Yeah, you really, you really can't complain, can you, that, Phil? I mean, I mean I've reviewed a couple of Samsons this year. Uh, and I have to say, I think they've they've really raised their game in 2011. Um, the quality of their uh, their plasmas has been excellent. Uh, the picture quality, the black levels, all superb, uh, and also good value too. And uh, as you say, Mark Mark's review of the 6900. Um, it was an excellent television. Uh, he he really liked it um, and offered superb value at less than a thousand pounds for two pairs of glasses. Um, really good 3D performance. And obviously, you know, forum members have been reading the reviews, listening to the opinions, and have plumped for it. And uh, and why not? As I say, it's uh, you know, it's it's an excellent television, really good value, and it also offers actual shutter three D um, with and includes, as you say, two pairs of glasses. So really, you you just can't go wrong at that price. It is uh, amazing. Just looking back in the last twelve months, uh, you know, this time last year uh, at IFA, we were looking at TVs coming to market, and they were all. Uh, around about £1,500 and above for, for active 3D, especially with the plasma TVs. And we've had some real bargains coming through recently for review, like uh, the LG PW450 and so on. So the prices are, are really dropping now. Is that because people are not interested in 3D? Or do you think we're starting to reach a, a point in the market now where it's re- reaching a certain critical mass and uh, you know the manufacturers can start to drop the prices? I think we're reaching the point where 3D is effectively no longer a special feature. I think uh, you know we're reaching the point where every TV that's released now will have 3D capability on it, whether whether you want it or not is another issue. But it'll be there just like every TV you buy now is you know, high definition, uh, and and that's the price point we've reached. And now, as you say, we've, we've got TVs, um, 3D plasma TVs, 
uh, retailing for less than £500. So clearly, you know, we've moved to the point now where, where 3D is almost becoming our standard. So uh, moving yeah. on from a Best Buy badge for a Samsung, uh, some other threads which are proven popular. The Panasonic PTAT 5000, we got the, the UK exclusive on that. It reached uh, highly recommended status and uh, I have to say, completely uh, impressed with that projector uh, for the price uh, the performance in 3D is superb. There's uh, there's absolutely no crosstalk whatsoever, and really quite bright with 3D material. Um, and uh, of course, the, we we also had the the opportunity to go to the Panasonic Experience Center at Pinewood Studios recently. So we had a look at the the whole production process from capturing 3D footage to editing and uh, getting that out in in broadcast and and for film and so on. And of course. Panasonic Hollywood Labs, you know, they developed the whole uh, sequential 3D standard for for 3D Blu-ray. So, a company like Panasonic putting a lot of effort into the whole 3D thing, and and that shows on the projector. It might have been, you know, two years in the making, but finally we, we're getting to see big screen 3D offering from them, and it lives up to the hype. It does fill them, as you say. It was a long time coming, but uh, I saw it um, along with you a couple of weeks ago at, at Panasonic. And uh, I have to say, uh, you know, although I didn't get a chance to do a full test the way you did, certainly my first impressions were very favourable. As you say, nice bright image, absolutely no crosstalk. Um, yeah, very impressive. And um, you know, I think we're reaching a point now with projectors where there's quite a lot of competition in that price point. And of course, the other uh, reviews been getting a lot of interest on the forums has been your review of the new Sony HW30ES. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the market for uh, a 3D projector at the moment, round about the £3,000 price point uh, that the Panasonic and the Sony live in, uh, there are going to be more projectors coming along, like you say, the X30, uh, some new Epsons coming in uh, that are going to be uh, 3D, and then you have the Optomas, slightly less money, but um, should be offering performance close to, to these machines as well. And a whole host of different technologies now offering 3D. We've got uh, 3 LCD t- technology in the Epsoms and the Panasonic. You've got SXRD in the Sony, uh, DILA in the uh, JVCs and DLP for the Optomas. So uh, a mix of technologies, a mix of manufacturers. And uh, you know, if you're in the market for a 3D projector at the moment, it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Phil. With projectors coming in at this price point, it's never been a better time for somebody, you know, take those first steps into um, buying a, you know, a projector, 3D projector, and having big screen 3D at home. Lots of great quality out there. Those reviews are up on the site, avforums.com forward slash reviews, and uh, also two video views up there of the Panasonic and the Sony, so go and check them out. So those are our reviews that we've done, and obviously we've just mentioned that Steve will be reviewing the LW980T from LG. Uh, but Steve, what else have we got coming up? Well, Russell's got reviews coming up for the Kef and Tannoy speaker packages. And I've got a review coming up for Toshiba's um, 37UL863, which, like the VL863 that Mark reviewed recently, includes auto calibration. Uh, now, we actually discussed this feature at some length in this month's Home Cinema podcast. Now, it's interesting to see that manufacturers are all starting to approach the concept of auto calibration, not just uh, Toshiba, but we've also seen it with uh, Panasonic uh, and with JVC as well. So if you're interested in hearing more about auto calibration, I'd recommend you listen to the Home Cinema podcast, which is already available, uh, in which we also discuss, of course, other things like um, LG's latest entry-level 3D displays. And Russell uh, talks about the latest SVS subwoofer. So that's a quick roundup of uh, some of the most popular threads on the forums at the moment. And uh, we'll be back in a few seconds to look at the games news. Join the discussion at Europe's largest home cinema website. Log in to avforums.com. The AV Forums Podcast Extra Gaming News. 
So, Steve, a bit of uh, foreign land for us, this uh, the games side of the forums. Um, but looking at the game side, uh, there's the release of Gears of War 3 for the Xbox 360, uh, which has proved to be a popular topic for discussion, as well as the intimate release of uh, Battlefield 3 for the Xbox 360, uh, the PS3 and uh, the PC, which is all French to me. Yeah, I must admit, Phil, I'm not a massive gamer myself, but uh, as you say, we've got a good reviewing team. And in September, they reviewed a number of games, including Deus Ex Human Revolution, Fear 3, uh, Body Count, Duke Nukem Forever, God of War 3, and Child of Eden. So I think quite a few first-person shooters in there. Uh, and in, they also did their first video reviews, too. They did video reviews for Deus Ex Human Revolution and also for Portal 2, which I have to say I, I took a look at and thought were very professional. Uh, yeah, really quite happy with it with the uh, video reviews that um, At Motion are doing for us at the moment. They're they're producing them. Uh, ben is doing the scripts and uh, Roger doing the voiceover. Uh, look very professional, very well done. Uh, big congratulations. I'm mean, obviously I'm biased, but you know congratulations to the guys. Uh, looking forward to some more of the video reviews that they're going to do. And on, on that line, um, and talking about online, which is the the new gaming service, uh, the guys were at the Euro. Gamer Expo, um, as we record this podcast on the Saturday, they were there on a Friday at the Expo. They've done a, a full video report of the show, which will be going up on AV Forum soon. And uh, with online, uh, they managed to nab a couple of uh, interfaces for that. And Ben is busy doing a review of the OnLive gaming service right now for us, which, uh, for those of you unaware, um, it's a streaming interactive content system uh, where you use your PC or web connected device um, it's just launched in the UK um, and although there's fears about the broadband uh, usage in this country and whether the, the platform will work they have done a tie-in with BT uh, and offering a three-month deal at the moment um, so we're looking forward to Ben's review of that it will be a video review uh, and coming along soon and uh, Steve, it looks like they've, they've got plenty to do in October. They have. They've got quite a lot lined up for October, Phil. They've got uh, reviews coming up for um, the FIFA Football Series, FIFA 12, and also HD re-releases of a couple of PlayStation 2 classics um, on the on the PlayStation 3 platform, uh, including Shadow of the Colossus Collection, uh, as well as ID Software's long-awaited first-person shooter, Rage. So that's a roundup of what the games guys are doing on the forums in terms of content. Yeah, go and check out the reviews. Uh, you can't miss the forum. It's the Games Review Forum. It's in AV Forum's editorial section. Go and have a look at that. Go and check out uh, the video reviews that the guys have done. And obviously, there's the Eurogamer video going up soon. And also, the Games Podcast. Uh, don't forget that. It goes out on the 14th of every month, with the next one coming up on the 14th of October. So that's the Games Roundup. And we'll be back in a second with some movies. You're listening to the AV Forums Podcast Extra. And so we turn to movies on AV Forums and uh, looking at what the review team are up to. And of course, we've already mentioned the mega reviews for the Star Wars Blu-rays, but we'll give them another plug. Go and have a read of them. They are really good. I mean, uh, 15,000 words, Steve, but I have to say, um, had me in fits of laughter uh, at some point. Yeah, as, as always, uh, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to admire Chris McAnini's ability to write so much about something. Um, but it was a, a very in-depth review, uh, both in terms of the, the reviews of the movies and there in terms of reviewing the pitch quality, the sound quality, and of course all the extras. I mean, the, the full nine-disc review is probably the most in-depth review you're going to find anywhere on the internet. Um, really impressive from those guys. They also did separate reviews of the prequel trilogy set and of the original trilogy set. So, uh, yeah, um, as, as you say, Phil. 
really in depth, good fun, you know, written with a lot of passion, and and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, reading. Even though you know, even though you know, obviously I've seen the films before, I didn't read enjoy reading their take on on the prequels particularly. Kaz, uh, I thought Kaz was quite generous in his review of the prequels personally. But uh, as you mentioned before, we'll be discussing this at length in the next movies podcast, uh, which will be up on the seventh of October, and it will be dedicated entirely to uh, discussing the Star Wars Blu-rays. Yeah, so that, um, that review is definitely worth checking out. I think we've plugged it enough times now on this podcast. But the team have also been looking at some other Blu-rays, including Straw Dogs, The English Patient, Manhunter, and uh, the 3D Blu-ray of Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. And upcoming movies, uh, Blu-ray-wise, a brace from uh, the Coens in the shape of uh, Miller's Crossing and The Big Lebowski, uh, as well as some bloodstained action in the form of Scarface, A Better Tomorrow 2, that's one of them Asian movies, I'd avoid that, and The Exterminator. But if none of those tickle your fancy, uh, you could always have a bit of a laugh uh, with the upcoming review of Bridesmaids. And of course, if you uh, if you only read one review this month, read the one on The English Patient because I wrote that. There you go. That's a, a good excuse to avoid something. Uh, thanks very much for that, Steve. So that wraps up our movie news for this month's podcast extra. And we'll be back in a few seconds to cover some forum news. Contact the AV Forums podcast. Email podcast at avforums.com. The AV Forums podcast extra. So to wrap up the first podcast extra, we're going to look at some of the AV Forums related news. And I think the first one we need to look at, Steve, is the TV survey, uh, which we're running in conjunction with Seven Oaks Sound and Vision. Uh, This is something for all forum members to take part in. Uh, All you need to do is complete a survey and uh, one of you will be picked at random to win a Canton Movie 125 MX AV speaker package, uh, which is worth uh, around about £399. So, uh, Steve, this is going to run until the 21st of November. A good chance for four members to give us uh, their opinions on TVs. Yeah, as you say, Phil, uh, we all obviously appreciate uh, feedback from the four members, and this is a good opportunity for them to do it and to give us their views on TVs. And as you say, it runs the 21st of November, and then the winner will be selected in the last week of that month. So if you haven't done the survey yet, then please do it as soon as you can. And obviously, uh, anything you say will remain anonymous. Uh, And please feel free to leave any comments on the thread if you like. And the TV survey is not the only survey or poll running at the moment on AV forums. We've also teamed up uh, with Samsung to offer you a chance to win one of five Blu-ray players with a total of eight Samsung-sponsored polls running on AV forums covering a whole host of uh, different subjects. So get yourself involved with that. Get filling in the polls and uh, putting your comments in the threads. Uh, Once you put your comments in there, Samsung will select uh, the five most insightful posts across the eight threads and each winner will receive a Samsung Blu-ray player. But those polls end on the 1st of October. So if you want to do them, uh, then you've only got a couple more days to do it in. So I'd recommend uh, you do as quickly as possible. So that's some of the polls uh, we've got running. Also, lots of talk in the press recently about fake and grey import headphones. Steve, it's a, a bit of a problem in the marketplace at the moment. It seems to be that, and we're not pointing any fingers at China, but it seems <laughs> to be a lot of grey imports coming in and, and even fake headphones under certain brands people losing a, a lot of money yeah no phil i mean i have to be honest i was not aware of this problem until i read about it on the forums um and was quite shocked to discover that you know they're actually not just uh you know substandard headphones but actually complete fake headphones uh, you'll think you're buying one manufacturer and actually you're buying something that's been made somewhere probably in asia so uh, a bit of a problem but hopefully through the you know through this thread now uh, we listing the authorized 
and the perhaps non-authorised dealers and hopefully, hopefully giving consumers the opportunity to find the information they need and make an informed decision when they're purchasing them and, and hopefully avoid any uh, any fake or, or, or grey imports. Now, the last feature we need to talk about that's coming soon to the forums is something that if you're planning on investing in a new TV or a games console or a set of speakers or even a set of headphones, then don't reach for your wallet just yet because AV Forums is launching a rewards site. This new feature, it's going to give you instant access to hundreds of hot deals every week. So as well as reading the reviews uh, that we put up there and comparing your prices online, you should be able to save money with over 3,000 UK leading retailers taking part in this. So we'll be revealing more uh, about the AV Forums rewards site in the next few weeks. Uh, So keep your eyes on the forum and keep listening to the podcasts. So that just about wraps up everything from the first podcast extra. Don't forget the other three podcasts that we do publish every month. Uh, on the 7th, you can listen in to the Movies Podcast on the 14th. We have our Gaming Podcast on the 21st. It's the Home Cinema Podcast. And we'll be back again on the 28th of October for another podcast extra. This is Phil Hinton and Steve Withers saying thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you again soon. The AV Forums Podcast Extra was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton, and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and used for promotional use only. The AV Forums Podcast Extra is copyright M2N Limited.